Church Church. Come on, everybody up on your feet. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Come on, we serve a big God. How many know that we serve a big God? So we, we need to give him a big praise. Is that all right? Come on and give him a big praise. Just clap like this. So strong, so much. 
future in Christ. Hallelujah. And I'm excited about that today. I'm excited about the future and the plans that God has for me. Hallelujah. And that's why I lift my hands. That's why I worship him. Well, I don't worship him simply because of what he can do for me in my expected end. I worship him because he's just worthy. If he never did another thing, he's already done enough. And he is worthy of all of the praise we can ever bring. Worthy of any song. Hallelujah. The breath that is in our lungs belongs to him. Hallelujah. Is anybody grateful this morning? Is anybody grateful? Hallelujah. I want you to just lift your hands and begin to think of his goodness. Begin to think of his mercy. Oh, God, you're worthy. You're worthy. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. Worthy of every praise we could ever sing. We live for you. Jesus, it is a firm foundation. I'm gonna put my trust. 
somebody bless the name of the Lord in this place. Oh God, we need you today. We need your presence like never before, oh God. Come on, somebody ask him to show you who he is. Hallelujah, he's the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords, hallelujah. He is the Lord strong and mighty. He is the Lord mighty in battle. And he's fighting for you this morning. And he's fighting for you this morning. Come on, somebody just get a praise on your lips. Come on, just get a praise on your lips. We want to set the atmosphere. We want to set the atmosphere today. Hallelujah. And I believe that if we all get on one accord, the king of glory will come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Oh, God, we need you. We need you this morning. We're crying out to you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. You are holy. You are and we want to press into your presence this morning. We want to press into your presence because we know that in your presence there is fullness of joy. In your presence, deliverance happens. In your presence, healing happens. Oh, God, we press this morning. We press. Come on, somebody help me. Somebody help me press. Somebody help me press. Somebody help me press. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Can we give it up for our worship team for a minute? <laughs> they do a great job of taking us there, so thank you. Go ahead and have a seat. If you can, welcome. Good morning. We are so happy that you joined us this morning. If you're joining online and streaming in, hello to you as well. If it's your first time, we would love to meet you in the worship center or outside of the worship center after service. So please stop by. We have a small gift for you. It's our way of saying thank you for joining us. Um, also, if you're not following us on so social media, please do. We have a lot coming on um, the rest of the month. We have a lot going on in April, and we want you to be in the loop on what's going on and have all of the dates. Uh, one of those things that we keep uh, talking about each week is our students that meet back in The Verge every second and fourth Sunday. They are back there today. So if you have a middle school student or a high school student, please bring them, have them bring their friends. They are having a great time getting life-giving word back there. So we would love for you to bring your students and have them uh, bring their friends. Um, you may have also seen uh, the pastors sharing on our social media some nuggets of wisdom throughout the week. We are doing a Lent devotional. It's a daily devotional, super short and easy. Um, there's a QR code where you can find it in version. We would love for you to join us as we prepare our hearts and get ready for um, Easter Resurrection Sunday. 
Um, if you are a dude in the house and you are not joining Fight Club on Saturdays, you are missing out. <laughs> yeah, the guys are meeting every Saturday, 8 a.m. Um, in The Verge, so please join them. And ladies, we are back at it on Wednesdays, Wednesdays at 7. Um, we like to say that we come, we're side by side in worship on Sundays, but we turn, face each other in circles, and do life together um, in our V group. So join us, um, fellas, on the Saturdays, and ladies on Wednesdays at 7. As we are preparing for Easter weekend, we have a request out of you. If you can bring some candy, pre-wrapped candy and plastic eggs um, as we lead up to Friday the 7th. Uh, we have a really big weekend I'll talk about here in a second, um, but we would love for you um, to participate and help by bringing, um, again, pre-wrapped, uh, not a big bag of jelly beans that we have to handle, but if there are small packages that we can um, get some eggs prepared for, uh, for our Easter weekend. There's some cute little Easter bins that you'll see out in the lobby. You can drop those in there. Um, we've got a couple weeks leading up to a big Easter weekend. So if you don't have April 7th through 9th in your calendar, write it down, make a note, invite your friends, neighbors, have your kids invite their friends. We are going to have an amazing, amazing weekend, including a, a Easter maze. Uh, I have not been in in one myself, but I'm very excited to hear what uh, our events crew has coming. But it'll be a weekend full of fun, a night of worship on Friday, um, leading into the, the last seven words that um, Jesus gave before his crucifixion and resurrection. And then a fun day, we'll have events inside and outside, so come Saturday, and then Sunday is Resurrection Sunday. So um, last but not least is we have another water baptism on April 16th. So if you have recently um, made the choice to uh, follow Christ or have um, back at some other time and you have never made that public um, declaration with a water baptism, we would love for you to join us. We will have a QR code where you can sign up or just see us after the service and get you signed up. That same Sunday, April 16th, we will have our Next Steps class. So if you have been joining, you are interested in membership, you want to learn more about the church, please join us on April 16th. And then I will ask Pastor Jesse to come up for our Blessed Life segment. Good morning. Come on, good morning and good morning. Thank you so much for coming and joining us as we celebrate the name of Jesus this morning. The Bible says that at his name every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. And so we get to worship our God today. We get to let him know how much we love him as we show him cheerfully. Say cheerfully. Cheerfully. As we cheerfully purpose in our hearts to bring our tithes and our offerings. If you need an envelope, please raise your hand and the ushers will get you one. That's one way that you can give. You can also give online by going to weareconverged.com. You can also give by texting 77977 and the dollar amount. You can give that way as well. You can also go to our app, download our Converge app, and you can also give by clicking on the icon at the bottom of the app. You can also give by using Zelle. If you use Zelle, we ask that you use the accounting at weareconverge.com. That's the email that's associated with our Zelle account. You can also give on Cash App as well. And so we want to make sure that we give you every opportunity to worship the Lord via your giving. Amen? Well, bow your heads, let's pray, and let's thank God for our offering today.
Heavenly Father, thank you so much for blessing our people. Thank you, God, for it is you that gives us the power, the skill, God, to get wealth, to increase in our resources. And we just want to thank you for that this morning. God, you say in your word, according to Proverbs 3 and 9, that we are to honor God with everything that we own and give him the first and the very best. And so, God, this morning, God, we honor you with our first and with our best. Thank you for the blessings, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, Converge Church. We just got done talking about how we know that God has plans for us. And how many know that every word that he has spoken over our lives, it will not return into him yes. void. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's a man of his word. Hallelujah. And everything that he says shall come to pass. Come on, get up on your feet and join in with us on this next song. Yeah.
Let me hear you sing if you said if you said it. We believe it. If you said it. Yeah, come on, lift your voices and sing it out. If you said it, we believe it. If you said it, one more time, if you said it, if you said it, we believe it. If you said it, if you said it, we believe it. Let me hear you say. Hey there, Converge Nation, Pastor Ray here, all the way from beautiful and balmy Liberia, West Africa. I miss you guys dearly, uh, but listen, we've been on assignment. God has given us a tremendous opportunity, so many open doors. I'll tell you a little bit more about it, but your prayers are working. Uh, ah, man, just we've experienced uncommon favor the entire time that we've been here. Good news is Pastor Ray will be back. Am I speaking in third person? Pastor Ray will be back for Palm Sunday a week from today, April 2nd, uh, as we kick off Holy Week at Converge Church. That being said, we've got some big plans for Resurrection Weekend 
starting with Good Friday. You've already heard the announcers talk about it. We've got seven incredible communicators who are a part of our church family who will be sharing the seven last words of Jesus. On Saturday, we have our amazing Easter egg hunt where the kids are going to navigate a, a maze made of hay bales. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to have something for the whole family on Saturday. And then Sunday, we're going to have uh, our Resurrection Sunday worship experience, a.k.a. Converge Live. It's going to be a fantastic time. We look forward to seeing you there. But without further ado, my assignment this morning is to introduce our speaker. I started to say guest speaker, but she is no stranger to Converge Nation. In fact, there would not be a converged church. There would not be a converged nation had it not been for her faithfulness, her tenacity, her relentlessness, her courage, her intercession, uh, believing in the dream. Uh, in those moments when I struggled and wrestled with the dream, even to the point of wanting to throw in the towel, uh, Pastor Wendy Sheila Harmon was there all the way encouraging us to continue to dream the dream that God had placed in our hearts. So this morning, baby, I honor you. I celebrate you as you prepare to bring the word. I celebrate the Proverbs 31 woman in you, the Esther, the Deborah, the woman of God that you are. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that God loved me enough. He favored me enough to give me a good thing all the way from Ypsilanti, Michigan, Wendy Sheila Harmon, you are my partner in life and in ministry, a fantastic, incredible mom to our children, Nia Kennedy and Levi Legend, but also to our church. And uh, the scripture says in Proverbs 31, many daughters have done well, but you excel and exceed them all. So listen, uh, Converge Nation, y'all know the drill. You guys already know the drill. Come on, let's give honor to whom honor is due. Let's show our love for Pastor Wendy Sheila Harmon as she comes. Listen, I know some of y'all got up. It's kind of like popcorn. So if you're still seated, why don't you stand? We're going to be biblical with this. We're going to give honor to whom honor is due. And let's give a rowdy, loud, and proud Converge Church welcome to my mocha princess, uh, my co-pastor, Wendy Sheila Harmon, daughter of God, as she comes. Listen, baby, leave it all on the platform. Drop the mic. And as they say in the hood, preach, preacher. Love you, baby. Good morning. Hey, man, you may be seated. Oh, I love that guy. I think I'm going to marry him all over again the weekend after Easter. Yes. It's so, it's, it, that's beautiful. That is beautiful, beautiful, beautiful to have. Um, I didn't grow up with a father to speak those things over me. And so when Pastor Ray and I met, at, he was leading worship on staff at another church. And we had gone to the, um, the young adults Sunday school class. Hey, mom, it's so good to see you. That's Brooks's mom is in the house. Welcome in from Florida, correct? It's good to see you. And so we were going to the Sunday school class. I'm all excited because I, you've heard a little bit of our testimony. When I would see him on the campus at Rama. I told myself, a guy like that could never like a girl like me. And so when things transpired and we were getting ready to get married, there was a lady who told me uh, in the Sunday school class, she said, you are going to come to know the love of a father through your relationship with your husband. 
And at first, when you don't know a whole lot, that sounds weird because I don't really want to know the love of my daddy and it's my father. You know, I, yeah, I'm not from that, that school of thought. I was like, mm, oh, but now. Oh, but now. Oh, but now. When our children were babies, Nia struggled with ear infections. We did not know at the time that she probably had uh, an allergy to the formula. And so, you know, we're praying. We come from, you know, Kenneth Hagin Ministries. Like, we are all slinging, tongue-talking, devil-stomping kind of folks. And so, you know, I'm, like, coming in the Cadillac, leaving in a Honda. I mean, I'm, like, going for it. And this baby is having uh, fevers, fevers. So one day we get to a situation when it's like, okay, you know how you toggle. Do I take her to the ER? Do we just wait it out? I don't know what to do. And so I went to go and shower to get ready to take her to the ER. And I come out, and there was Ray pacing the floor with that little girl, just praying in the Holy Ghost. Just pacing the floor, just praying, just praying, just praying, just praying, just praying. Pacing the floor. And I let him do it. I am not exaggerating. We have fought this fever on and off for 10 days. In 20 minutes, the fever was broken. I'm not saying just to pray and don't go to the doctor. What I'm saying is that was the very moment I realized that is what fathers do. So fathers, if you haven't done it, it's not too late, even if they're grown. You might, be able to, might not be able to pick them up and pace the floor, but you can pace the floor and still pray. So we just thank God for our pastor. I honor him. I love that he honors women in ministry. I don't come from a faith tradition where there was an expectation to uh, pastor or preach. I just thought I would be a missionary slash evangelist, and I'd just be flinging oil all over the world and getting people saved and kicking Satan in the teeth. And then the Lord just called me to be a wife to a very amazing, amazing man. And as much as uh, I receive those wonderful words of blessing, uh, the half hasn't been told. I am just as much, if not more, blessed by him. As you know, we're not perfect people. I am so glad that the Lord gave me enough sense to stay and watch transformation happen. I've not only come to know the love of a father through who Ray is, but I have come to know the love of our Heavenly Father because of what he has called us and caused us to become. Because I'm telling you, there have been some white knuckle years. And uh, there have been times that the only reason I didn't leave, because I ain't had no money. But we just thank God. We just thank God. We just thank God for those broke days when you couldn't do what you want to do. Amen. <laughs> and so I'm going to deliver the word today. And I, I went over this with him. He is so excited this morning. He had a, a fairly big meeting. And I wish I could tell you, but uh, because he's not home yet, I'm not opening my mouth. And so when he gets back home, he'll tell you the details. And so we expect him to be home this week. And so we just thank you, thank you, thank you, Converge Church, that you are not personality driven. Since Pastor Ray has been gone, we have not dropped in attendance. So give yourself a hand for being grown. 
Yeah, because back in the day, if your pastor wasn't there, it was just like, oh, that's a free Sunday. So I really appreciate you all doing what you need to do this morning. I came in, and what were the teams doing? Doing everything that they already knew to do. They were in place, and so I love being able to see Converge Church becoming and being the church that we dream of. But I am going to settle my nerves And I'm just going to pray. I ask that you pray with me and for me. Uh, You'll notice that Pastor Ray and I have different ministry gifts. And I think a part of um, my evangelistic nature can come out a little harsh. And that's not my heart. It's just that I am just very passionate about the word. So I put a disclaimer on it. But I don't want you to look at me. I want you to look to the word. We'll go to the word. But I need to settle my nerves. So if you could join with me. Most gracious and everlasting Father, I just come to you right now, and I just say thank you. Mm. Oh, God, you've been so good. You've been so gracious. And now I decrease Wendy, Sheila. I lay it all down. Lord, exit her from the building. And I ask, Holy Spirit, that you fill me with your words. Lord, I resist the temptation to lean on my personality. Lord, I resist the temptation to be that funny girl. Lord, I resist the temptation to want to be what the people want me to be. Lord Jesus, I exalt you. Holy Spirit, have your way. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that there is clarity of thought, articulation of my words, And delivery just the way you want it. It is in the precious, matchless name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus, the anointed one. Amen. Amen. So as we're in this uh, series, Chosen, you know, I've been loving it. I watched uh, Pastor Ray's sermon because I was in children's church that week. And Trey Smith brought down the house last week. With his message, local motives, it was wonderful. And as I've been preparing a couple of weeks for this message, uh, I know we're in the Chosen series, but I had I not really wrestled, but I had my own thoughts and questions. Like, what is the difference between called and chosen? Because I read those words as interchangeable. And so I'm like, okay, you're called and you're chosen, but God is inclusive in his love. And so chosen seems to be exclusive, like I pick you, but I don't pick you. And so I'm like, okay, where is this? So the title of my message today, if I needed a title, I told pastor, I was just going to say it's the chosen. So I'm going to just preach the chosen. But after I was studying, I, it titled this message called to be chosen. And what I hope we see is that there is a transition from being called to being chosen. Now, chosen is not in and of itself a word that promotes exclusivity, like you don't get it or you're not going to get it. Before we were ever called, there were certain gifts put in us. And what calls out those gifts is answering the call which makes us chosen. Hang in there. We're going we gonna to get there by the help of the Lord. All right, so la- the very first week of the Chosen series, which was two weeks back, Pastor Ray said this. He said the context, context of this series 
is to challenge us to see that he, meaning God, has called you to reach the people around you. Everybody say chosen. So what I want to is debunk, dethrone, demystify the thought process that only the pastors are chosen or only the leadership is chosen or only those that work at the church are chosen because that would leave a sense of, oh, I'm not good enough. And we don't read that in the word of God. That is not what God is saying about us. We are called to be chosen. And as a chosen one, all of us, take your right hand, put it on your chest, close your eyes, say to yourself, I am chosen. As a chosen one, we are called the last song. I can't remember the words because I can't sing, but I know it said that let the love of God lead me and to tell the people around me. Latanya, stand up. I'm going I'm to take a little second. Come here. This is our worship leader, and she has postured herself as a daughter. And I heard you about four weeks ago in the middle of worship. Say, Lord, heal my broken heart. I heard you say it. Thank you. Look at me. Thank you for worshiping through your own circumstance. You don't look like what you're going through. And as you lead us, look at me, as you lead us, may every dry and broken place be sealed in the name of Jesus. May your sacrifice of obedience and willingness to not make it about you, may it be rewarded in ways you haven't even prayed out. I thank you as a co-laborer that you've got enough strength in you to still lead in worship. May what the enemy meant for evil and demise, may it be a resting place for your foot so that when the testimony is revealed, people will say, oh, if he did it for her, won't he, will he do it for me? I draw a bloodline around your life. No weapon that has been formed will prosper. Lord, I thank you that out of her belly, more, greater worship because of her submission to you. Oh, God, I thank you for this vessel. I thank you that you brought her to us in this season. Lord, I thank you that healing is her portion. And everything that has been stolen and lost and hindered up in the name of Jesus, it would be repaid in Jesus' name. And let the house of God say amen. Amen, 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 amen. amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There is a level that God has called us to as chosen ones. As chosen ones, sometimes we don't get to sit by the wayside when we need to. Sometimes our healing is absolutely on the other side of our obedience and sacrifice. Now, there are times we need you to sit by the roadside, get a cup of coffee, and sit a little while. Yeah, 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 yeah. There are some levels of brokenness that you are allowed a time out. But when and if the testimony is ever revealed you will know it could only be God. 
Amen. Back to the word. Pastor Ray said the context of the series is to challenge us to see that he, God, has called you to reach people around you. You are chosen. We are all ministers of the reconciliation, meaning recalling people to this love that we have found. Now, I'm going to start off with a parable. Our message is very uh, scripture heavy, and that's on purpose. Um, If you have to leave, then, then amen go. But I am no longer, you know, what the world is going through, like, you know, people are preparing for, and and no shade to Taylor Swift and no shade to Beyonce, but people standing in line paying money. And then when we come to church, I got to give you something in 29 minutes so you can, mm -hmm, yeah, I'm not concerned about it today. Amen. In Jesus name. So you can say if you want to get it. If not, we will pray for you. And okay, see what you normally see when I'm out there, that is the responder influence. You see that 90% of the time when I just want to be a mama, let me give you some brown sugar. Well, right now I am in straight up shaper mode. So I don't have an attitude. I'm not mad, but I'm just going to choose to be free today. So you won't be getting out in 29 minutes. And I don't apologize for it. All right. So our scripture we pick up called to be chosen in Matthew 22. Matthew 22, out of the New King James Version, verses 1 through 14. I did send the media team all my notes, so we will go through the scripture. We are starting our message in the parable of the wedding feast. Now, if you're new to faith or if you're a young person in here and you don't know what a parable is, a parable is a story used to illustrate a moral or spiritual principle. So you can have like the Aesop fables, those are like little parables, or you can have the stories that Jesus told that are stories that illustrate spiritual truths. So we are picking up there, everybody say called to be chosen. So Matthew 22 starts off in the first verse, it says, and Jesus answered and spoke to them again by parables and said, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son. And sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding. And they were not willing to come. Everyone say called. This is an example of the invitation we have to Christ. Why don't you come? So as you notice, the king is not being very selective. He said he sent out an invitation and invited people to come. He sent his servants. We are God's servants. You'll see what we call in Bible school type and shadow. If I've got it wrong, then you can send me an email to Pastor Jesse at weareconverged.com. <laughs> Verse 4, he sent the invitation to the wedding, but people were not willing to come. He sent an invitation, but people were not willing. Doesn't say they weren't able or capable. They were not willing to come. Verse 4, again. Everybody say faithful. Say patient. Again, this king sent out other servants saying, tell those who are invited, see, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fatted calf are killed and all things are ready. Come to the wedding. So he's even making it easy. He sends out another message. Oh, I'm not going to ask you to serve in the food line. 
You don't have to do anything. You don't have to set up. I've got everything all prepared. Maybe they didn't understand that part. Just come. But they, those who heard, made light of it and went their ways. One to his own farm. Everybody say, ain't nobody got time for that. Another to his business. Verse 6, and the rest seized the king's servants, treated them spitefully just because of the message, and killed them. Everyone say the prophets. I'll come back to it. But when the king heard about it, he was furious, and he sent out his armies, destroyed those murderers, and burned up their city. Then he said to his servants, the wedding is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. That word worthy doesn't mean that they weren't worthy, it's that they despised. They were irreverent in their response. So they were ungrateful. That's what made them unworthy, not the invitation, not the selection. It was their denial and refusal to accept. Therefore, go into the highways, and as many as you find, invite them to the wedding. So those servants went out to the highways and gathered together all whom they found, both bad and good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he saw a man there who did not have on a wedding garment. Everyone say, no change. So he said to him, the king said to this man, friend, how did you not come here without a wedding garment? And the man was speechless. Then the king said to the servants, bind him hand and foot, take him away and cast him into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Verse 14. For many are called, but few are chosen. Now, this is a parable. So this is a story that Jesus is teaching. This gives us a picture of us. There is a universal invitation that Christ is sending out has sent out, and until his return will continue to send out. The wedding here is a picture of the culmination of the return of Jesus and us living in heaven on earth. That is what the wedding is. And so the initial invitation by church history went out to the Jews. And so I don't have time to get real deep. The Jews were the chosen. Jesus is Jewish. And they expected the Messiah to be a conquering king who was going to give them freedom from Rome. They didn't want somebody that was nice and gentle and fasting and praying. They wanted a warrior. So they refused to accept Christ as the Messiah. And that's where we come in. Those of us who are not Jewish that is the invitation that King Jesus sent out and said, go to the highways and byways. It didn't say byways, but I'm just adding it because I want to. Go to the highways and byways. And basically, whosoever will, let them come. And so people were like, bet, I'm going. 
I mean, if you could go to a wedding, wouldn't you go? Now we see the man who arrives at the wedding and he doesn't have wedding garments on. And if we just took the parable at face value, we would think the king was really harsh because in my mind, when I've read it over the years, I thought, well, maybe he didn't have no clothes. Well, maybe he just couldn't afford to do it. But in this culture, guess where he could have gotten wedding clothes from? His neighbor. There was something he could have done to put some effort in. So we see here that this called one has showed up with no change. You see the picture now? See, if I'm going to accept the invitation from Jesus, it's not about the outward garment, even though the outward garments will change. Them hoochie garments I used to wear before I had fully made, Jesus has always been my savior. There were seasons of my life when he was not Lord. And so when I show up to the wedding, it ought to be some change. Not because I'm trying to look like anything, but because my heart is so postured in reverence that I'm not going to come as I am. So what we see here is this particular guest shows up like you ought to be happy I'm here. This king we serve, this Jesus, is both a man of peace and he can be a man of war. You see the king in being an inclusive king, in sending the invitation out, he did not water down the expectation. Don't be irreverent and just bring me any old thing. And it's not about the outward garment or money. It's about a changed heart. He, he gave the man a chance. Now, remember, this is a story. It's a parable. And so I want you to toggle back and forth. He gave the man a chance. He just didn't look at him and say, boom, let him go to hell. He went up to him, sir, what's going on? The man had an opportunity. And he just didn't say anything. That is exactly what is going on today. Remember, I've got my shaper hat on. We come to church. We profess Jesus. And we are irreverent in our speech. We are irreverent in our dealings with our family and our friends. And we just expect and think we're doing God a favor and that that is acceptable. We are irreverent in our single lives sleeping around. We are irreverent in filing our taxes and doing the dirty thing. And then we show up. We, mind you, I'm not saying you because I'm in the pot with you. And then we just show up and act like we're doing God a favor. And because our consequences are not swift and immediate, we just think, well, whatever. We think Jesus is a punk, no disregard, like the Jews thought. We think we just want somebody like maybe I can't think of nobody else. I don't know, Napoleon, Malcolm X, or something like that. We just think that if the Savior, the Messiah, fits into our box of worthiness, then that's when we'll give him our praise. The devil is a liar, and so is your thought process. It is a lie. 
And so what we see here, we are called to be chosen. You see, his servants that were called, those servants that went out, they were the chosen one. The transition from called to chosen. Called is a universal invitation of acceptance. Chosen is walking it out in obedience. That's the difference between called and chosen. Me being chosen has nothing to do with who God is and his favor or lack of favor on my life. Me being chosen is my decision to walk out in obedience what he has called me to do. Many are called. The invitation is out. Few are chosen. There are very few who are going to step into line with obedience and submission and change. And I'm preaching so emphatically because I was that. I was the man. The only difference between me and that man is I would have borrowed a dress from Malak and I would have looked real cute and still had a cussing tongue and a heart full of anger and rejection and unforgiveness and thought that I had dusted it off. See, that's the only difference between me and that man. I would have borrowed me a dress and some shoes and borrowed some chapstick with some lip gloss on top. You know, I would have made sure that I was looking good from the outside. And in my heart, still thinking that I could do things my way. See, I've joked and laughed about me when Pastor Ray and I went through about me cussing him out. Guess what? It ain't even cute. That is irreverent and irresponsible with the gift of God that I carry. How can blessing and cursing come out of the same mouth? So that's why I'm so passionate because I don't want you to be fooled and deceived. See, this culture tells us we can have it our way. No, you can't. Can you imagine you coming and serving and giving and you stand before the Lord and he says, depart from me? And we would have a responsibility in that for not telling you the truth. If you're cussing your spouse out, you're irreverent and you need to repent. If you're cheating on your spouse, you're irreverent and you need to repent. If you're showing up for work late and sneaking in the side door, that is there is nothing about that that is Christ-like. And it's the little things. There is no judgment. I'm not judging. We all have the difference between me and you is you just don't know all my business. So now that I'm free, I can preach like this. So I'm not even calling out judgment. But the truth, how dare we let you show up Sunday after Sunday and we just act like this is a little party at Chuck E. Cheese. No. There is a God to glorify and a hell to shun. And we cannot keep thinking that our ways of doing things is the right way. God is sending out his invitation to everybody. You see what the scripture said? Both good and bad. That is why you don't wait till you get cleaned up. You come broke, limping, dusty, dirty, and the word of God and the community of his people will help with that process. So if you're thinking, oh, well, I'm going to get it myself together, you can't get yourself together. I was full of the Holy Ghost. I thought it was a little bit because now that I see that I've been cussing, it wasn't that much. I mean, just fire, laying hands 
on people, people receiving miracles, but there was something in my heart. I was not submitting to the Lord, and the thing in my heart was manifesting out of my mouth, and it is irreverent. So when Christ comes, and it's not about serving at church. Oh, can we just grow up today? Now, if you're in a broken place and you need, you need some healing, this is the place. But making us, the church, universal, pay for what some knucklehead did, we got we to gotta move past that. It is for Christ alone we live and we move. Out of our love and obedience to him, that's what equips us to serve. Do you know that's why we gather together? We don't gather together just to come to church. That this is a community that we are supposed to be centered around the word in. We are to learn the word in community and have our needs met. So when we say, well, you know what? You, you've heard uh, Trey preach about it. Well, I'm not going to serve there because the, the last time, where is God in that? What I don't want you to do is show up for the wedding and not be dressed. For many are called. Few are chosen. Called. I'm going to go through the definition. To be invited. An invitation. A general appeal to everyone. So that's what salvation is to everyone that believes. The invitation is to everyone, black, white, Jew, Greek, everyone. And thank goodness, well, I don't know if to say thank goodness, but I was about to say thank goodness that the Jews did not realize the gift that they had because it opened up the way for us. But God is such a good God that the way for us was going to be opened up anyway, so I take back what I was going to say. You know, it's open to all of us. God is inclusive in his calling. But the called are not always saved. The called are not always saved. The unsaved called are like the man at the wedding. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I believe in God, but I ain't got to do that church thing. I don't need to. I could study the word all by myself. I don't see a scripture for it. I could study the word. I could do it. I'm a good person. And whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So you might be called. But all the called are not saved. And it's not that they aren't saved because God is being exclusive, as they are not accepting the invitation. How will they accept the invitation? They have to hear the word and hear the word and see people just being nice. You know, just being nice. Just being nice and kind. People don't want to know about our Jesus, and we can't say hello when we're at the coffee pot in the morning. And then me, because I say hello, I got nerve to even have a little attitude if somebody don't say hello back. And then I had to check myself. Who do you think you are? You just worry about yourself, Wendy. And I was like, okay, girl, I'm going to worry about myself. I mean, because it's those, those little slips and cracks of pride that keeps surfacing in my life. And I'm like, oh, I don't 
like that. But I'm called, and I think I'm chosen. And guess what the Holy Spirit keeps saying about that? Got a story? Want to hear it? Here, go. It was not in my notes. So I had a little situation going on at work. Um, we have, there are different services that you need to provide for children that have, uh, that learn differently, who might be on the spectrum or special needs or something. And so I have a student who is receiving services, special education services. So there is me, the homeroom teacher, and I teach him English uh, language and social studies. Then he's got what we call a switch teacher who goes to math and science. And then he's got resource teachers and a special education teacher. So we've had conferences with the parents. The, the child is actually uh, very bright and does very well, but the child still is on the spectrum. The child does so well, I forget that they are on the spectrum. But anyway, so we had a situation where I had a conference with the parents, with my team leads, the special ed people, and I thought everything was gravy. We're talking about pride, my own pride that keeps popping up like a prairie dog. I keep whacking, and it, I just don't know, but I'm getting delivered because we overcome by the word of our testimony, the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So since I don't know your business, I'm going to put mine out there. So we have a meeting, so I think I'm in good because I, I do like for people to like me. I try to be less and less motivated by it. But I'm thinking I'm good. You know, I'm back to teaching after 17 years, and I'm thinking I've got this support from my team, and I'm just making it happen. And a situation happens, and the mom goes to the special education teacher, and then they have a talk, and then my team lead knows, and they have a talk, and then another special ed teacher, they have a talk, and then somebody approaches me and says, hey, can you come to this meeting? And y'all, I forgot to lift my eyebrows. And because, you know, when you have a lot of women that you work with, it, it, it gets in the air. You could just tell, you know, they whisper. You sitting way over there, but they're going to turn their back so you can't read lips. And, and so it's, this, it's that whispering thing going on. And this is well into the school year, so I'm thinking I am at Disney World. You have heard the testimony. I love my job. But this particular situation, this particular student, and these folks is whispering. And, and I, I'm a big girl. I can handle this. I don't understand why there's a whisper. Now, here is a level of pride that I had not checked and didn't know I had. So this other special ed teacher that I don't work with that much says, hey, can you come to this meeting for this student? And y'all, I don't even, Brother Rob, I don't know what happened. And out from the bottom of my feet, I say, yes, as long as everybody can be in the meeting and we all are talking at the same time. And she's like, wait, what? And when she said, wait, what? I thought, wait, what? Because <laughs> my feelings were hurt because I felt left out. So here she come just asking about the meeting that I need to be at. And then that's my response. As long as everybody could be in the room. I wish I could say it was six months ago. It wasn't last week, but it was in the fall before Christmas break. And she's like, um, and I said, I am always willing to be at any meeting, but what I'm not able to do is side conversations, as long as everybody can be in the meeting. I should have just stopped that the first time, but I didn't, because pride will trick you. Pride will think, 
you got this. You're going to teach them how to treat you. You ain't got to put up with this. You got a whole nother job called Converge Church. You over here because Jenny called you and said they need more teachers. And you could have just stayed at home if you're just going to be dealing with this stuff, this gossip. You done grown. This is all the lies. I'm just listening to the, I mean, just da 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 and thinking I'm right. And she comes to me and out of the abundance of insecurity in my heart flows the issue with my saved self. You know they've been spying us. No, we pastored the church. Before I got there, they had already stalked me on, on Facebook. I had to change my settings, the kids and the teachers. So even though if I didn't tell them, it's already out there, and that's my response. So then I don't even stop. So I go to my team lead, and I said, can I talk to you one-on-one? She said, sure. So I go, and I was like, you know what? What I'm not going to do, what I'm not going to do. Now, it's not that many black people, so it is like a show there. And then I'm like a little ghetto on the side. I'm like, what I'm not going to do is deal with this backbiting gossip. I don't have to deal with it. If that's how y'all get down here, I can take it on someplace else. I'm doing all I can do to keep myself safe, but all this whispering and all that kind of stuff. And I just go, she said, I understand. Can I hug you? I was like, no, because the Bible said, be angry and sit not. I ain't cuss nobody out. I don't need a hug right now. Because I was so mad. I was sweating. And then my, you know, that little, you know, the, the little toxic free deodorant, when you get mad, it don't really work. The natural, the natural deodorant only works in peace. It does not work in war. So my mouth is failing me. My emotions are failing me. My deodorant now is failing me. And the whole time on the inside, my spirit is saying, no, 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 no. It's not about you. Mm-mm. There was something in there that I hadn't dealt with that I didn't know was there. And now it's on display for all, especially it. <laughs> and so my team lead listened to me. I am a high influencer, if you know anything about Kindle Life Languages, uh, and Contemplator is very last on my list, so I do not think on the inside. How I think is on the outside. Like, I'm a big talker, but it's not I'm a big talker because I want to talk. It's just that that's just how I'm wired. So I say all this. I didn't let her hug me, and now I got to deal with myself. I say, I'm going to go. I'll be back tomorrow because I wasn't on contract yet, but they were being good to me. And I said, I just got to deal with myself. So I go, this Holy Spirit that we have is so sweet. So as I'm walking back to my room, I'm like getting embarrassed because I can't even all the way figure out what I'm mad about. Like I didn't know that I thought that much about myself. That I would think that grown women dealing with special needs children would have time to be whispering about me. I did not know. So I'm going back to my room, and I'm embarrassed. Nothing like failing deodorant to remind you. You just don't have it going on. And in my room, when I had the Android, my phone wouldn't really work in my room. So I I don't have a window in my room, rookie room. I don't have a window. So I have to go across the hall because I got to do it now. There is a moment of clarity that the Holy Spirit's like, uh, you were wrong. And I got to seize the moment now before I lie to myself and tell myself I don't need to apologize. So the special ed teacher that I did this to, I have to now go 
my nobody on my team knew except for my team lead. Now she's trying to get ready, but I have to do this thing now. When the Holy Spirit speaks, move quickly. And so I have to say to Sarah, Sarah, can I use your window? I said, I need to apologize, and can I shut your door and use your window? She was like, sure, anything. So I called the special ed teacher. She's in the car. She takes my call. She's got the kids. I was like, this is Wendy Harmon. Do you have a few minutes to speak? I need to apologize to you. And she's like, sure. She's picking her kids up. She makes room for me. I said, you stepped smack dab in the intersection of me dealing with my own emotions. And it had nothing to do with you or nothing to do what was going on. Will you please forgive me? And she says, oh, yes, that's okay. No, it is not okay. Will you just please forgive me? When people say, will you forgive me, don't say it's okay because it's not okay. Your response should be, yes, I accept that. Yes, I forgive you. I'm teaching her it's not okay for me to act like a monkey because I really want her to say it's okay and be justified in my sin. Remember the love of God that is shed abroad in her heart? What about what I did was love? Uh-huh. You couldn't find it either. So I call her. I apologize. I don't do no groveling and all this. And that. I said, that won't happen again. Whatever you need, I'm there. And just like God would do it, I get a note the next day finding out I can't even go to the meeting. <laughs> I got to be at the central administration office for another meeting. So I done acted a whole baboon for no reason. The meeting that I was like, as long as everybody in the room, guess who couldn't be in the room? Aha! That's what your flesh will do. It'll set you up and make you look like a monkey. That wasn't even monkey. Monkey is like a little cute. Oh, you can figure that was full-blown gorilla activity. <laughs> oh, but it doesn't stop. So I made it through with that, and then we have another situation a few weeks ago where the mom then the special ed teachers talk, and then there's a text going on, and somebody comes to me, were you on this text? And I was like, mm-mm. She's like, do they have your number? I say, they're not my girlfriends. We, I have an email, Prosper ISD, WS, we don't. Because my feelings get hurt too easy. So I can't because if we go to coffee and I think we're friends, and then you have to do your job, and then my feelings get hurt. So no, we don't, I don't, mm -mm. My team, yes, we text. Everybody else, we just email. So here it goes again. And I thought I was delivered. <laughs> Called to be chosen. Remember, I'm trying to be chosen and walk this thing out, but I got some stuff I got to deal with. So the situation happens, and it's all this. I feel like it's side talk, but I know that I was lying to myself, but I'm still having the same heart beating and everything going on. And I call my sister, my sister Sydney. Some of you all know her. She is the, one of the wisest people I know. Ray was out of town at this time, and so I couldn't talk to him and I just I knew I was wrong but I couldn't I didn't know if am I having these feelings because something is really going on or is the Lord taking me deeper what is going on with me so I called my sister and the revelation just dropped she asked me do you go to the optometrist when you have a toothache I said no she said you go to the dentist when you have a toothache 
because the dentist specializes in teeth. Could it be that the mother is not boxing you out, but she's going to the special education teacher because she specializes in their that case? <laughs> Just set me free. Set me free. Set me free. Perspective. Why do I tell you those long stories? We have got to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal our perspective when it comes to serving church and who God is. See, our own perspective left unchecked will have you acting like a monkey. Gorilla. Just you just doing it your own way and you just letting it and just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for the second time, not the first special ed teacher I had to call, but the other one I had to go, I said, my whole perspective has been messed up. I have been feeling like, and my feelings don't have a brain, they're subject to change. I got that from Christine Kane. I have been feeling like all this is going on. And I talked to my sister and she gave me a different perspective. And it has been peace and harmony, and I have removed Wendy from the room. See, I was showing up to the wedding undressed, thinking everybody ought to be glad that I was there because they were even in a deficit. And I ain't new to this. I'm true to this. I might not have been teaching in Prosper, but I've been teaching long enough. I know what I'm doing. And I know. And I, 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 I. And when I don't take the Jesus that I love and the power of the Holy Spirit that I'm supposed to walk in everywhere I need to go with me, I get exactly what I want. So I'm sure before they approach me, they're talking about it. Is that what I want? Who is supposed to be bowing to my emotions? Who? I am called to be a servant. And if I can't get it right at Spradley Elementary, I forfeit the opportunity to be right here. It's these little ways of thinking. Somewhere I bought into the lie. Somewhere I made a toxic, silent vow to myself saying, I'm not going to be around women that's backbiting and talking, and if they do, I'm going to check them. Somewhere I made that vow. Because that's what I was living out. Nobody ever came to me and said, girl, if you see him whispering at, church, at work, just check him. Where did I start believing that? Probably got it off of TikTok. I don't know. <laughs> but somewhere I bought into the lie, and I know that I bought into the lie because I was operating in it. So guess what you do when you're operating foolishness? You just drag your tail and you go make it right. Matthew. 1815, I believe it says, it says, when you know your brother has aught with you, I was making the aught. It says, leave your gift at the altar. It said, don't even put your offering in. You go and make it right. It don't say wait and make sure that everything is okay and they come to you. You go and make it right. The Bible says, those that are spiritually mature, when you find one in a fault, restore them gently. But I was the one at fault. So I'm the one with the opportunity to make it right. We continue to show up 
in daily situations undressed. And we are the chosen. We have got to take our acceptance of the invitation into every sphere of our life. Chosen, I'm going to go to that definition. Chosen, one who is the object of choice or favor, an elect person, one capable of fulfilling a mission. My definition of chosen is to accept the invitation and carry out the plan. Just, just saying yes to God is not enough. My yes ought to evoke some change. That's what makes me chosen. Picture it like this. This is what I had in my notes. Picture Christmas tree. Think about Christmas time. And we buy gifts for one another. If you don't buy gifts, if that's not your thing, then I'm sorry. This is the only thing I have. Just think about the gifts that you get for people. Most times, they may be a list, but a lot of times we get what we know that they want or what they need or what we just choose. We give them the gifts. We wrap the gifts. They're under the tree. Think about it. It's Christmas morning, Christmas afternoon. People come over. You've got gifts for them. What if whoever you bought the gift for decided they just didn't want your gift. They just wanted to eat your pecan pie and go on home. And it's right there. And they don't open it and they don't take it home. And it is of no use to them because they didn't accept it. Now, if I invite 12 of you to my house, what I'm going to get you is going to be different than what I get you and then what I get you. It's going to be different gifts. Everybody's got a gift. It's different. Liken that to salvation in your gifting. Because I am called in this season of my life as raised wife and as a co-leader of this church, it doesn't make me better than. I just took my little self, sat it down, and opened up the box and discovered, oh, this is what I have. What I actually wanted to be was an FBI agent. In high school, I decided I wanted to wear a three-piece Donna Karen suit, carrying nine millimeter, and just like drop out of helicopters. I mean, really, I just really loved law enforcement. And out of a series of events, I discovered I was not called to law enforcement. I'm not. I wanted, I watched all the little first 40, well, when pastor's out of town, I never watch Verse 48 and all that. But I like the mystery. I like trying to figure out, you know, forensic files. I don't like the goriness. I just like to see if I can figure it out. If they've given me enough clues, I just like all of that. But because I liked it, I thought maybe I could be called to it, and I wasn't. So then I decided I'm going to be a doctor. I never in my life since or before received an F. In my first year at Alabama State, I get an F in biology. I don't know how that works, being a pediatrician, and you just like the basic biology class, you just can't pass. So I was like, I believe this is a word from the Lord. <laughs> and what I was forgetting is that when I was 12 years old, I was the Sunday school teacher to the three-year-olds. When I was 14 years old, I was opening up church conferences in Detroit. When I was 19 years old, I'm already speaking for youth conferences at my church in Montgomery, Alabama. I was missing the gift I opened up was a gift of teaching. When you teach, at least back then, you really can't even buy a Donna Karen suit. 
not the three pieces, maybe the pants, maybe the jacket. And so that wasn't glamorous. But it's what I'm chosen to do. Chosen. Called, I said yes. The chosen. So because Latanya can sing, I mean, when I tell you I can't sing. Yeah, it is not. I got 99 gifts, but singing ain't one. It is just like, it's not even cute. Like, it might start off real good, and then somewhere, it just, I mean, like, way wrong. Like the American Idol audition wrong, kind of wrong. I'm just like, why? Just not chosen for that. But I'm still called, and I'm still chosen. Just not for that. So I don't get the opportunity to, to say, oh, her gift is so much more beautiful than mine because she can sing. No. I get to thank God. Ooh, you called me, and I had enough little bit of good sense left to say yes and to discover what I am chosen for. So the chosen, that elevation, that transition from being called to chosen is discovering what you are called to do. So I would break it down like this. Yet the, the chosen called to be chosen. Yes, follow, fulfill. You say yes to God, you follow his ways and his words, and in the following you will be fulfilling what he has chosen you to do. Yes, follow, fulfill. Repeat after me. Yes, follow, fulfill. I'm going to give you a little inside information. Converge her getting ready for Wednesday. We are going to be studying John 4. So if you want to be ready for a Bible study, I tried to uh, set it up where you don't have to be ready. But if you want to be ready, read John 4 this week before Wednesday. Now I'm going to pick up at the end of this story. In John 4 is the story. It is not a parable. It was an actual occurrence. We have the story of the woman at the well. You know, Jesus had been with the disciples. They had been walking. He was hungry. He sat down next to Jacob's well to rest. And the disciples went on into town to get food for them. And then here comes the Samaritan woman. And they have this conversation. What I found in my study is that this conversation that Jesus had with the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, was the longest conversation recorded in Scripture that he had with any one person. The longest. And, and it, wasn't, um, it wasn't an easy conversation because she seemingly was combative. She was like, well, wait, hold up now, wait a minute. Let me, let me ask you about this, and I know that the Messiah is coming. Do you realize, you don't realize this because I didn't realize this, so I'm going to teach it to you today, that this woman at the well was the first person Jesus revealed his calling to as the Messiah, the very first person. So we can see her life. She had an invitation, and I just know how much God loves us even in our brokenness, probably a little more, is he waited at that well for her. Because you know the story, she had had five husbands, the one she was with, she wasn't married to him. I know the scripture tries to paint it, preachers, not the scripture, preachers try to paint it as she had been in some adulteress, you know, she was like all of this, but just understand that she couldn't have been um, a, a woman of the night, and she could not have been filing for a divorce on her own. 
You couldn't do that back then. Women didn't have those kind of rights. So we've taught this to you in error. Bible study, I'm going to teach you. I'm going to take it down Sunday morning. You, you just have to watch the video from Bible study, but we don't videotape it, so next time. All righty. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a little bit of the overview. Here, Jesus, and this is in conjunction with yes, follow, fulfill. I'm going to pick up the story in John 4, verses 39 through 42 out of the New King James Version. It says, and many of the Samaritans of that city believed him, Jesus, because of the word of the woman who testified. So what happened is Jesus talks to her, and he says, the woman, the man that you're with is not your husband. And she says, well, the Jews, I'm a Samaritan. You know that there was racial tensions, that the Jews thought the Samaritans were less than dogs. So she said, even if I wanted to worship, I, the Jews won't even let us worship at the temple. And Jesus tells her that there is coming a time, and that time is even now, that those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. She says... I know that when Messiah comes, he will reveal all things to us. So her going back and forth with Jesus is not an indicator of her lack of faith. She was grasping for reasons to believe. And in the middle of that, what people have never taught you is that she was a victim of her circumstance. She wasn't this wild, round-the-way girl. There was no way for her to survive without having a husband. And if she had been with five men, could it be that she had been put away five times? Could it be it was because, you see how she was going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Jesus. Did she talk too much? Or was it that she couldn't have children? It wasn't what it looked like. After Jesus talked to her, and revealed himself. The Bible says in John 4 that she left her water pot. Everybody say change. She left it and says she went into the city, to the men specifically, and said, come see about a man who knows everything about me. She is the first recording of an evangelist in the New Testament. Check out church history. Don't just go by my word. And that's where we see. It says, and many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his own word. Verse 42 says, then they said to the woman, now we believe not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him, and we know that this indeed is the Christ, the Savior of the world. Yes, follow, fulfill. At the well, she realizes, oh, this is the Messiah because he told her. Then she's following him and fulfilling, being chosen because she is telling everybody about him. She's saying, come and look at a man. So you being chosen is not about you being good. It's not about you being sinless. It's about you accepting your invitation to yes, connecting with community, following Jesus, not 
by yourself, but with people that you can feel comfortable with and you can follow Jesus with and fulfill what you have been chosen to do. She did it. And it was based off of a yes. Notice in the scripture, Jesus didn't ask her to repent. It was the encounter that changed her. He didn't ring out her sins. He just said, you know, where's your husband? She said, I don't have one. You can be honest with God because he already knows. If anybody was going to call an evangelist, she was ready for it. Imagine five husbands, what she had been through. Imagine the public shame. And the very place where she had been put to shame, she gets to go and minister. The very city, the very town where people were probably whispering. She's not stingy and saying, well, these folks don't talk about me and they ain't asked me nothing. She is so changed by her encounter. Church is not about church for church's sake. We are trying to set an atmosphere that you can encounter Jesus. That you can have an encounter. And that's where the change comes from. It's not, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do, please help me. No, just come. She went, she saw, and she followed. When we go to Bible study, I'm telling you, this, this girl. And she was chosen because of her willingness to follow. First Peter 2.9 says this as I begin to close. Therefore, rid yourself of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babes crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Now that you have Tasted that the Lord is good. The reason why we want you to come to Bible study, the reason why we want you to be on serve teams, the reason why we want you to be a part of the, the app reading, the reasons, the reasons, the reasons are summed up in the word right here. We, I'm not going to be able to put away all malice and all deceit when I don't have community. I need you to do right, so I'm going to do right. I need to be. Let me tell you, it did. It didn't all the way motivate me because I knew the word and I was convicted. But do you know the thought does cross my mind if I miss it? I think about you. I never want to be a source of shame for my people. I don't want to be a source of shame for my husband or my children. So sometimes me getting it right. Sometimes the motivate the number one motivation is the word, but sometimes it's not all the way the word. It's just like I just don't want to bring you in my foolishness, and I'm not foolish all the time. But let's not, let's just keep it real. I'm not gonna try to dress it up and make it seem like it's anything good. And so, as believers, as the chosen, we're saying yes. We're doing our best to follow Him. As the chosen, this is what we need to do, according to First Peter two nine. And I'm going to close here. The title of this scripture passage is The Living Stone and a Chosen People. It says, as you come to him, the living stone, meaning Jesus, 
rejected by humans, remember, they didn't accept the invitation, but chosen by God and precious to him, meaning precious to God, you also, everyone say, that's me, like living stones are being built into a spiritual house. You don't have to have it all together. You're being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. Holy means set apart. Everyone say chosen. Offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Spiritual sacrifices, fasting, praying, community, doing what you like to do. If you're taking notes, you can write down Romans 12, 1 and 2. For the scripture says, see, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone. And the one who trusts in him, Jesus, will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe, the stone is precious. Everyone say, that's me. But to those who do not believe, the stone, the builders rejected, has become the cornerstone and a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. The stone is not being thrown on them. It's just that not living that life is in the way. There's reminders, "Mm, that's not working for you. There's roadblocks because that's what kind of jokester Satan is. He will set you up to watch you fall and laugh at you. And you're like, why can't I get around this? And I, Because we've said yes, but we're showing up unchanged. And so it is, it is like a laughing stock. It's a game that he plays. But Jesus, the truth of God's word, is a stone to us. It is a stumbling block. It is offensive. It can offend us to do what Christ tells us to do. It is offensive for somebody to stand in your face and say, no, you don't have it all together. You're not right. You're wrong. That's hard to handle. But that's what the word reminds us. And it is not for our demise. It is for our spiritual maturity. We are to desire to walk out our chosenness. Verse 9. But you are a chosen people. Everyone say, that's me. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Oh, how he loves you. Oh, how he loves you right where you are. Last scripture, John 15, 16, New King James Version says this. Jesus is speaking. You did not choose me. But I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. Not your pastors, not the leadership. You, everybody say, that's me. That you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, in the name of Jesus, 
he may give you. Called to be chosen. So what I want to challenge you with today not just saying yes but walking it out. Why to walk it out? It's not that you're a perfect person so that the people around you can know what they need to do to be saved. That they can know our humanity and still come to trust Jesus. The beautiful thing about my baboon activity is I show the humility from the word. And I'm not giving any, any glory to myself. I'm very sad for myself that I had to still get it right on that level. Very glad that the Lord would still check me. But thankful for the opportunity to do what the word says. For myself. So that I can have confidence in God. Because when nobody was looking, I was standing in a window getting it right because I was wrong. So could it be my decision to get it right affected that coworker who listened? That's why we're chosen. We're chosen to say to those around us, come see about a man who knew everything about me. And he loves me. And he'll use me if I let him. Bow your heads. Pray in your heart with me. Lord Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me for every time I've missed it. Forgive me for every time I've despised the invitation. Forgive me when I didn't accept the beautiful gift you've offered. Oh, but now, now I say thank you. And I full-heartedly accept the gift. Help me, Lord, to be all that you've created me to be. Receive this prayer in Jesus' name. Every eye still closed and every head still bowed. I would be in error if I didn't give you an opportunity to say yes. With all eyes closed and all heads bowed, if you find yourself having not given Jesus your complete authentic yes, and you want to do that today, just slip up your hands. I'm not going to call you to the front. Just slip up your hands. If you say, Lord, I just want to give you my full yes. I see that hand. Thank you. You may put it down. There may be some of you, you gave God your yes, but you found yourself not fully walking it out. That you believe in him, but at times you've shown up to the wedding unchanged. And you want to start fresh today. If that's you, raise your hand. If you say, Lord, I want to rededicate. I see that hand. I see that hand. You may put it down. I see that hand. 
a fresh start is available to you. According to Lamentations 3, it says, morning by morning, new mercies I see. Thank you for your courage. If everyone here could repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I ask that you come into my heart. I ask that you become not only Savior, but Lord of my life. Jesus, I believe you came as a babe. You grew up to be a man. You died on the cross. And on the third day, you rose again. I say yes to your invitation. Give me the strength, the wisdom, the courage to walk out my chosenness in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, for those of you who keep your eyes closed, heads bowed. For those of you that rededicated your life, that was the prayer for salvation for the hand that went up. For that hand that went up for salvation, for your first yes, please come and see me. I want to get your name and information. But your name has been written in the book of life to never be erased. There is a party going on in heaven. This service was just for you. I hope you know that Jesus would stop just for you if you were in this room all by yourself. For those that rededicating your yes, I want to pray over you. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the courage of your people. We thank you for your great love for us that you allow us to get it right. Because of your word, burn out those things that are not like you. Forgive us, forgive them for missing the mark. Oh, but your love is so good that you give us chance after chance after chance. And we say thank you. I thank you that your cross is not too crowded, that we can't, we, we would ever show up to the foot of it and not find a place for ourselves. But there is so much room for us, and we thank you for that. Lord, be with your people. I draw a bloodline around them. I say, I speak over them. No weapon formed again against them shall prosper. Satan, the blood of Jesus, be against you. We render impotent every attack, every hindrance, every frustration that you would try to uh, 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 enforce on God's people. Lord, I thank you that you give your people spiritual wisdom and strength in their innermost being to say no to their flesh and yes to you. Lord, we thank you that we are called and chosen. Lord, we thank you that you will do for us what seems to be impossible but is already at work because of your great love. We love you so much, Jesus. I thank you for your people. I ask that you bring our pastor back safely. Lord, I pray Psalm 34, 7 over him that the angel of the Lord encamp round about Wilmot Lafayette Harmon Jr. to keep him and to bring him back to the United States safely. Lord, I thank you that all of our members would be well this week. We remember Sabrina and Chuck Smith as Sabrina buries her stepfather tomorrow. We lift them up to you. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would be a comfort to that family as they grieve in this loss. 
that you would be a special comfort to Sabrina's mother in her loss. Lord, would you just make it a good week for your people? Thank you for choosing us. It is in your precious name we pray. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 We just thank God. We just thank God. I'm going to let you stand up, do a little stretches. We're going to have Pastor Jesse come and dismiss you. If you raised your hand, um, if you could just meet me out there and just be praying for Pastor this week, pray for yourself. It's going to be a good week. Lift up your hands. Say, I am chosen. And there is nothing that me or the devil can do about it. Amen. Amen. Well, let's give Pastor Wendy a hand. Thank you for the bringing the word of God to us. We're good. All right. All right. Well, I want you to catch the hand of the person next to you or someone, just some kind of connection there. Look them in the eye or whatever. And let's just pray this prayer. You pray it for them. I thank God that you have been chosen. I thank God that you will be blessed this week and you will fulfill God's purpose in your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Go and be blessed. If you were impacted by today's worship experience, we'd love to hear from you. Maybe today's sermon is exactly what you needed to hear or you prayed the prayer of salvation for the first time. If so, we'd love to send you information on how to kickstart your relationship with God. Or if you'd like information about how to join our virtual family, email us at echurchatweareconverged.com. If you'd like to partner with us financially, you can do so online safely and securely at www.weareconverged.com forward slash give. You can also give via text. Simply text Converge Give and the dollar amount that you'd like to give to 77977. You can also find all of this information in our mobile app. Simply go to your app or Play Store, search for Converge Church Plano and download the app. It's that simple. Again, thank you so much for joining us for today's worship experience and we look forward to staying connected with you.